0: Welcome in everybody to betting pros. It's time to place your bets. It is me, Joey P Joe P Zapia. it's week 13 DFS time. And of course that means D bro, Derek Brown, the king of bros. The fantasy bro is here with me, hanging out, talking DFS, getting our lineup set, ready to go. We got some teams on a buy. So a little bit of a skinnier slate trying to trim down after the Thanksgiving holiday. That's a good thing. We like that because a little less variance usually is a good thing in this department. Also, a good thing is our fantasypros.com slash optimizer that allows you to harness the power of expert projections, build winning lineups, effortless set ahead of time, and get you ahead of the competition. Yes, ahead of the competition where you always want to be. And of course, generating a gazillion lineups. Well, 150 uh, to be exact. You can't do a gazillion. Derek, if you could do a gazillion, would you? That's the biggest question.
1: Yep. I I sure would, baby. I figured you would.
0: I figured you would. And don't forget also betting pros right now. If you haven't already, we're tying everything in together. It's the holiday season. We've got our free trial going on right now, too, of premium. So if you haven't downloaded the app, download it now and you get on iOS three free days of premium, which is great because you got NFL, you got uh, NHL, NBA, NBA pretty much sure that's what you got right now. If I'm forgetting something, I don't know. But you can bet on a bunch of stuff and use the premium and see how darn good it is. Uh, D bro, let's kick things off here. Uh, Let's start with the slate at one o'clock Eastern. We're going to begin things here with the Tennessee Titans hosting the Indianapolis Colts. The number for this game right now is 42 and a half, basically, is what you're getting. Uh, Tennessee Titans good against the run. No Jonathan Taylor. Zach Moss will be very chalky, very popular but that doesn't make it wrong. Last time he had his best game of the season. he is just 5,600 on FanDuel. Look, he might be 65% <laughs> rostered in some of these bigger mm-hmm. tournaments, but I don't know if that's wrong.
1: It's not wrong. I think the answer is play Zach Moss and just move on this week. Um, I'm not going to say that he's a lock button play, but I'm probably going to, as chalky as he is, I'm going to come over the field on him this week. And this game is just easy, Joe. It's just don't play any freaking Titans. Uh, we, we, I mean, Will Levis has done nothing outside of the Falcons, just lo- allowing him to do whatever he wanted that week. But I have no love for the Titans offense on the Colts. This is easy. You want to stack up Gardner Minshew? Fine. Not going to tell you not to. Uh, you could double stack and play Pittman and Downs, or you could Pittman's double stack expensive. and then play... This week, I he's mean, seventy
0: nine hundred on FanDuel. Now I he's love been Pittman. Putting this it up, man. He has been, been putting been... it up, but he is. You got to pay just about a leap price for him, so you've got to make a choice. Like him, it's Ayuk. You know, if you really want to go that route, it is pricey. I,
1: I and I, I think that's a really good conversation point. Him versus Ayuk and playing the totals and stuff. I'll be curious where they come in because I do like Ayuk more than Pittman this week. um But I think this is easy, man. You could double stack Minshew uh, with either. Pittman and Downs or Zach Moss and Pittman or you could just play the block of Moss and Pittman and get all the
0: Colts points and move on. All right, let's move on to the next game here on our list. It's not a great one. It's the Chargers Ooh. in New England. Uh look, Romandre is getting volume. I think you can make a case for him. The total again 40 and a half, you're coming off a week where New England couldn't get to 10 and the Chargers only got to 10. So not exactly uh, thrilling here from the offenses. Uh, And also, I hate Los Angeles traveling to New England for a one o'clock game. I hate this. This is like the worst. So I'm kind of just fading this game altogether, but maybe Stevenson, is there anything else you like from this one that people should pay attention to? Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, Keenan Allen is always in play
1: and he's going to go overlooked as far as the top pricey receivers. Um, Now, in saying all that, I know I understand that he opened the week with DMP because of a quad issue. I think that he plays and if he plays, he's going to go overlooked. And what have we seen? New England has been giving up a ton of production to passing attacks and wide receivers. Um, I know they run the highest rate of man coverage, uh, since week seven, but Keenan Allen crushes man coverage, 31% target share, 2.4 yards per route run. This is an easy game. You play Mondre, you play Keenan. If you wanted to uh, if Demario Douglas, uh, clears concussion protocol this week, I think he's also in play because Los Angeles has given up the seventh most PPR points per target to opposing slot wide receivers. So it's an easy game. Now, the
0: next game has a much higher total. We're at 46 and a half, 47 and some other spots for New Orleans, Detroit. New Orleans, you know, with the March on Lattimore injury last week, you saw that. Obviously, this offense with you know, Rashid Shaheed and Olave being banged up. Uh, Juwan Johnson is certainly an appealing guy. I know price wise, he is still pretty cheap on that trough. Uh, he got a lot of targets last week when those other guys were out. You would expect kind of the same. And then Detroit you're talking about targets. You're paying a premium for them for Amron Ra. It makes sense to me. How do you approach this game here that has a higher total? total does it live up to it number one number two what are the pieces that help you get there
1: I mean I think this game could could live up I think this game could actually go to the over depending on if the Saints can offer pushback uh, I think that the Lions are going to come out pissed off in this game and as they should the fighting Dan Campbells are going to do the damn thing this week I'm not playing Jared Goff but I think this is easy it's either play David Montgomery or play Jameer Gibbs both of those running backs are in play as well as Amon St. Brown We've seen so many weeks, Joe, of the Lions putting up 28, 30 points. That easily could be here because the Saints are banged up. No Marshawn Lattimore. Maybe Marcus May doesn't play. Maybe Cam Jordan doesn't play. So Jared Goff doesn't have to worry about pressure. So, you know, fire up your your Lions. It's easy. Uh, and on the other side, you can play Juwan Johnson. And I don't know if Chris Olave. I doubt that he, he clears concussion protocol, but if he does good lord we just saw what christian watson did to the secondary uh chris olave was nuking the freaking falcons before he went out with the concussion if he were to clear i would definitely have a lot of interest in olave but for me on the on the Saints side right now it's only Jawan johnson maybe you want to go taste some hill but that's eh, a dicey proposition hey Jawan's um,
0: just 4900 on Fanduel. i mean that that's dude, he's even cheap cheaper he gets, on dk and, and he's, he's really stupid cheap, cheap on dk too so like it, it makes sense there the the good thing about this slate the way it's structured this week is you know you do want to pay up at wide receiver But it's games like this next one with Pittsburgh, Arizona that allow you to do that because Jalen Warren is underpriced right now in Mm -hmm. both markets, in our opinion. Uh, 6,500 on Fandle. Derek will give you the DK price in a second. But uh, Najee Harris has touchdown equity in this game. 41 and a half is the number. Uh, Arizona's defense was dreadful last week against Kyron Williams. Very similar skill set here for Jalen Warren. You got to imagine you're just going to attack the same way because I don't think Arizona can stop it. So to me, it's running right to those Steelers running back specifically, especially on the PPR, Jalen Warren. But I think either, you know, both are in play. Both have options this week. I don't know how you want to run it back with Kyler you with don't. McBride or if you just don't want to touch Arizona at all.
1: No, you don't touch Arizona because they are banged up to hell and back like Marquise Brown's dealing with a heel injury. Even if he plays, I want no part because he could get a shadow for Joey Porter Jr., who has been amazing Joe Joey Porter Jr. is one of the best young corners in the NFL I keep saying it over and over again and I'm going to keep saying it until people understand it but on the Steelers side man it's just start all your freaking Steelers I think Kenny Pickett is viable for GPPs this week as crazy as that is and I have not mentioned Kenny Pickett's name this entire season but what he did last week with the change in the OC Joe we got to throw that out there man like Last week amongst 30 quarterbacks, he was sixth in yards per attempt. He was ninth in pass rating, 11th in a dot. He was second in highly accurate throw rate. Like he looked like a different quarterback. He looked like preseason Kenny Pickett. So the other side of this game is if, if Najee and Jalen Warren get all the steam and I'm not saying not to play them, it is a fantastic matchup. I get it. Kenny Pickett is the oppo play in GPPs because the, the stacking partners versus the Cardinals and their two high looks are so freaking easy, man. It's played Deontay Johnson, who against too high uh, since week eight has um, let me see since week seven against too high, 25% target share, Pat Frymuth this season against too high. So all of the games where he has been active, He has a 19 or 16% target share. He has 1.9 yards per route run against too high. So this is a really easy game to get different. And you're saving a ton of salary, man. Like if Kenny Pickett goes out there and throws for two touchdowns, one goes to Deontay, one goes to Patty Fry. You're living life, baby. Because Pickett's super cheap. Deontay's super cheap. Pat Fryermuth is super cheap. If we get ceiling outcomes from those
0: three options, you're able to pay up everywhere else in your lineup. All right, let's get to the next game here on our slate. Uh, I can tell you, I assuredly want the defense of the Atlanta Falcons this week, traveling to New York to take on the Jets. 34 is the number for this game in most spots, 33 and a half and some others. But like the Jets offense has been terrible. You got to take advantage of it. The Falcons defense coming off a double digit game. I love it. Uh, I don't love Desmond Ritter on the road. I think there's a chance, you know, I mean, there's always a chance every week that the Jets could just get shut out. Like, I think they have that ability or disability. I don't know how <laughs> I should phrase that, but the Atlanta Falcons right now, I mean, you hand the ball to Bijan Robinson. You don't love Ritter. I think this is what it is. It's Bijan. It's the Falcons defense and you move on. But yep. Debro, do you see something else in this game that I don't? Nope. I'm
1: totally with you. We're in concert, Joe. It's Bijan ATL defense and just keep trucking, baby.
0: All right. Let's keep trucking then to the next game here. Miami at Washington, 49 and a half. This one's got a high total. I know we just did a show together on FP where you mentioned about. Sam Howell just throwing footballs all day long. Yep. Um, Curtis Samuel is a piece that's in play. He is more cost effective than Terry McLaurin is. And then looking back on the Miami side, look, Miami defensively missing some pieces with Jalen Phillips getting hurt last week. It, this might be one of these sneakier. was say sneaky? Because the total is high. But I feel like the Washington side of this game here to keep pace with Miami might be a little underappreciated. Do you agree or disagree?
1: I massively agree. Uh, People do not. I mean, look, there are weeks where Sam Howell has a good matchup and people want to play Sam Howell. I don't think that this is one of those weeks, but we just saw Sam Howell drop 300 passing yards on the freaking Cowboys. As good as the Dolphins secondary has been, do we really think that they're better than the damn Cowboys? I don't. So Sam Howell, we know, is going to chuck the freaking ball. Like he has not attempted less than 42 passes in a game since week six, people. So the passing volume is going to be there, man. So I think both sides of the, both these passing attacks, are firmly in play. Obviously, a lot of people are going to like Tua. They should like Tua as long as Tyreek Hill plays, which I think he does suit up. He's dealt with a, a myriad of injuries all year and he still plays. So uh, as far as on the Dolphins side, it's super easy. You play Tua, you play Tyreek, you move on. On the commander's side you could get interesting and you can also get interesting with some game stacks. Like the commanders, Joe, how many times have we talked about this? The commanders offer pushback in these games where we think that they won't, I know they didn't do that versus the Cowboys, but versus the Eagles, we've seen it multiple times. They have the ability to push these teams. And if they do, Sam Howell's going to put up production, and the stacking partners are super freaking easy. It's stay away from the outside corners for the Miami Dolphins. Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey have been amazing so far this year, and you just play. You double stack Sam Howell, and you play Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel is one of my favorite one-off plays of this entire freaking slate because we just saw what his what his ceiling is. He has a hundred receiving yard upside. Okay, great then he is dramatically underpriced. He's sub 5K over on DK's 4,100. That is awesome. And the fact that he's going to run 73% of his routes against Miami slot corner is allowing a 129 pass rating in his coverage. If you're double stacking Sam Howell again, it's Curtis Samuel and it's Logan Thomas, man. Miami is allowing the 11th most fantasy points and ninth most receiving yards per game to opposing tight ends. Again, we have seen what the ceiling looks like For Logan Thomas, he could go out there this week and get eight, nine catches that would not surprise me
0: at all. And nobody's going to play him. Houston and Denver, this should be a fun one. Forty-seven and a half is the number. Tank Dell, anytime touchdown has just continued to ring the bell every single week. I know yes, you sir. have some concerns about Nico Collins, uh, but Stroud continues to throw the football at a high rate. Uh Denver's defense has played much better. Javante is in a really good spot here. They give up a lot of touchdowns to running backs. We know he's due for one of those. So I like Javante in this spot. Uh Houston Texans, obviously, Tank Dell is in play every week. The price has gone up though, finally. So really Looking at that tank Dell price, he's now 8,200. He's ahead of Brandon Ayuk on FanDuel. So just for perspective, uh, it's caught up. It took a while, but it's finally happened. Now the question becomes, is it worth investing in at this price?
1: I think it is worth investing at this price, Joe. And I think both these quarterbacks are in play. So You could stack up Russell Wilson. You could stack up C.J. Stroud. Uh, we've seen the Texans' pass defense has fallen off the map since week seven. Fourth highest yards per attempt, six most passing yards per game. So Russell Wilson's not a guy that I've been had a lot of interest in this year. But I think for large field GPPs, he's in play. CJ Stroud is in play every single freaking week. Um, And Stroud, I think that the stacking partners are pretty freaking easy, man. It's if you think the Houston Texans can roll in this game, uh, Devin Singletary, I know that the correlations might not look great, but we saw uh, he got a lot of run in the passing game. If we think that um, some of these parts of pizzas like Dalton Schultz is out this week, you can go to Brevin Jordan if you're looking for... um, value in this game because denver is legit the best matchup on the board for tight ends so brevin jordan is the punt option at tight end this week and he could open up the entire board for you but there's a lot of interesting pieces in this game joe i I love Devin singletary talked about both the quarterbacks Cortland sutton all he does is catch freaking touchdowns uh since week seven Houston Texans are allowing the most PPR points per target to opposing perimeter wide receivers. So Sutton's in play. Uh, I'm, I do not want any part of Nico Collins because I think he gets the shadow coverage for Patrick Sertan because he plays all on the boundary. Tank Dell does not do that. Now, is Tank Dell a primary outside wide receiver? Yes, but what we've seen the Texans do is when they need to get Tank Dell off of really good cornerbacks, they are willing to toss him into the slot. He has played in certain weeks 34 to 42% of his routes from the slot. So we could see Tank Dell move inside this week, kick Robert Woods or Noah Brown to the outside because Noah Brown might be back because he's practicing. So I think the Tank Dell price tag is justified. And again, the CJ Stroud stacks are easy, man. It's play Devin Singletary play
0: Tank Dell, and if we get the free square of Brevin Jordan to open up, play him all right uh let's see who to play in this next one here it's tampa hosting carolina 36 and a half, 37 that's the number you're getting in most of the books right now i gotta say i'm really in on tampa this week i like baker mayfield as a cheap quarterback i like the easy pairing of him and mike evans because mike evans just scores touchdowns uh, every week it feels like his touchdown equity has been incredible it's a great matchup here i don't think the frank reich hiring is the firing excuse me is the bounce that you usually get like you know no, josh McDaniels is gone now everyone rallies around antonio pierce i don't think that's happening you can't get rid of as many coaches as you- you did, and then go on the road. I think and win a football game. And Carolina has struggled all year. Anyway, I don't think it gets better. I think it gets worse. So I'm going to take advantage of that. Mayfield Evans, especially on Fanduel, it's a good return. I think on investment, lots of touchdown equity. I think Mike Evans is due for one of those, you know, vintage big Mike Evans games. You know, he has like some of those, you know, six for 140 kind of games with two touchdowns. Like I think we're due for another one of those bad boys. What do you think of this contest here? Even Tampa defense, I think is very much in play,
1: isn't it? Um, now you got me thinking of of last year, isn't? the the blow oh it was (laughs) it was it was the blow-up game for mike evans in week 17 baby he went for 207 and three on the panthers now i'm not saying that mike evans is gonna do that this week but i'm in on mike evans i think that this is this game is just easy it's you play uh mike evans you play uh rashad white because we know the panthers cannot stop the run you probably get all of the points for the buccaneers and if you want to game stack this again it's really easy we know that you give up a lot of production through the air, at least Tampa Tampa does. So you play Adam Thielen, who nobody is going to want to play because, again, all the reasons that you mentioned, Joe, and I, I don't disagree with them. I think that we wouldn't see the bounce kind of like you're talking about with Josh McDaniels only if Dave Tepper sold the team. Then we would see the massive bounce. Then then you'd be betting for Carolina to win. But that's not going to happen. So in this game, we're just going to play Mike Evans. We're going to play Rashad White. If you want to go the Baker Mayfield route? I'm not
0: against it. Uh, and play Adam Thielen on the other side. Now, this next game is going to be the most public by far, and I think exposure to it is probably a good thing but i'm a little concerned about overexposure to it the philadelphia eagles 10 and one taking on the eight and three san francisco 49ers 48 is the number for this game it's a high number i'm actually playing the under on this one uh, i know people are surprised by that but i think these two teams are just going to be a very physical football game i like aj brown a lot in this game i like brandon iuk in this game uh, you can make a case certainly for deandre swift but I think overall, I'm not saying it's going to be disappointing, Derek, but I think that there will be a lot of lineups that are heavily invested in this. And if you have a good lineup that's not, it could be a very big difference maker if this game underperforms. I, I don't I don't disagree with that.
1: Um, I like this game a lot. I'm not against fading this game because... We've seen both of these defenses play well in spurts. Now, we've also seen both of these defenses give up a crap ton of production. So I will not full fade this game, but I do think that in some of your lineups, you do need to consider fading this game. Now... It, it Put it this in its own vacuum. I do love this game in the sense that there are clear paths to production for both of these offenses. Brock Purdy, Jalen Hurts are both in play. If I got to pick one of those guys, it is Brock Purdy because I think his stacking partners are so freaking easy. And if you look at the uh, the the coverage matchups, I mean, I don't have to tell anybody to play CMC or don't play CMC. You do that or you don't do that. That's fine. You can run on the Eagles. That that's totally fine. I'm not going to spend time on CMC. But with Brock Purdy, if you look at the coverage matchups man since week seven uh the eagles have run the seventh highest rate of man coverage and 57% of the defensive snaps have been single high. Now, single high coverage, we talked about this on previous previous shows. That means all the damn Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle that you can get your hands on. Versus single high and man coverage, the ball goes to Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle. 24% target share, 21% target share for both of these guys against those coverages. Devo Samuel disappears against both of them. He's got a 16% first read share, and, a, and a, well, actually a 16% first read share, Against single high and man coverage. So Debo is off the the map this week. I'm not playing Debo. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is on Mike Evans, man. Nobody ever wants to play Brandon Ayuk. And the, the game <laughs> I do. Brandon I want to play him. I, all the I, time. Do <laughs> I, I do too. And the thing about Brandon Ayuk is he does not get the red zone looks. So when Brandon Ayuk goes the hell off, it's because he catches deep balls and he goes for touchdowns that way. So I love Brandon Ayuk. He's honestly my favorite one off of this game. I will have lineups were I'm not fading this game, but I think building lineups also where you get exposure to this game and you just play one of Brandon Ayuk or George Kittle because George Kittle is going to come in not popular. Nobody ever wants to pay up for George Kittle. And it's wrong because he has the he has the highest ceiling on this entire slate as far as tight ends.
0: Nobody he else. does. He goes, also has a giant crater where, you know, there's yep. that George. Kittle. That's game why nobody wants to play 10. him. And but again, when he like, hits,
1: he right. hits massively and he will Look, bury here, you.
0: If, and if people want to know why I'm fading this game a little bit, it's because, again, I want to see Proc Purdy go on the road and win a big football game against a real contender, not against the Seattle Seahawks. You know, I don't care about, you know, I mean, he goes out there to Cleveland and gets his butt handed to him in that game. You know, he got beat around. And the Eagles are going to beat him around, and that is going to be the most hostile environment you could possibly find. It's going to be, And I, can't, I cannot stress this enough. This is all Eagle fans are talking about. This is all the city is talking about. They're going to be ready, and I want to see... The- wine and cheese 49 or show up in this one i want to say I, I
1: i don't disagree with you man
0: like <laughs> you I, I think this and this they is might a i will game. eat crow i will eat crow but you know what i keep eating dollars because every week i keep betting the eagles in these big games and every week they find a way to win and i don't think that should be lost on anybody at this point
1: this so. week it's going to be on the back of aj brown aj brown's been kind of quiet joey i think this is the, the eruption oh, spot this is the, the this is the pissed off aj brown is going to be scoring touchdowns and wagging his finger in corners faces and just doing his thing man aj brown's my favorite wide receiver play of the entire slate if you're not playing tyree
0: Hill. Scorched earth, baby. Scorched earth. Let's Love go. All right. It. Last one here. Maybe a little, a little bit of a downer after that one. We probably should end it on that, but that's okay. We'll <laughs> find a way to make this work. I mean, Kyron Williams. I mean, Derek Brown on TV about 20 minutes with me on Kyron Williams. He's still going somewhere. There's more footage. Uh, the Chargers, <laughs> excuse me, the Los Angeles Rams, pardon me. 40 and a half is the number here in this one in LA, but they have no home field advantage. Cleveland travels with suspect quarterback play. I mean, I don't know, man. I just can't get excited about this game from a DFS standpoint. But is it Kyron again? It's Kyron. It's Kyron again, man. Okay. He's
1: he is dramatically underpriced for his role, and people could look at the price tag and say, "I mean, you're you're paying seven k like on DK, like why?" Or I think he's at seventy two hundred off the top of my head, but like it's still it's underpriced. If we were to tell you, okay, here's the Todd Gurley role, which is basically the exact it's the Christian McCaffrey role. And you're looking at it, this is what he's playing, and people are like, is it really? Is it? He only played 61% of the snaps last week. Do you not realize last week was a massive blowout game? If you look at what he did in the first half of the game, he played 77% of the snaps in the first half when the game was close. Unless the Rams just absolutely run away and maybe they do that. But if they don't, Kyron Williams is gonna play 75 to 80% of the snaps. People are gonna say again, oh, I don't wanna play against Cleveland's defense. You can run on Cleveland's defense. When are people gonna understand this, man? Since week seven. This defense is allowing the highest explosive run rate, the ninth most missed tackles per attempt. Kyron Williams is almost a freaking lock play for me. He should be an 8K and above running back, and he's not. His role is underpriced this week play Kyron Williams and enjoy the hell out of it this week. And if you want to, if you want to stack this on the other side or just go with a mini in this game, then David and Joku needs to be talked about, man. Nobody's playing David and Joku. I get that the Browns are not a sexy team to try to stack up and Joe Flacco and all those types of things. David and Joku has been doing all these things without, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is since week seven, Joe, David and Joku has a 24% target share. Since week seven, he's the tight end seven in fantasy points per game. Since week seven, David Njoku has 12 red zone targets. Those are bonkers numbers. So for me, it's easy. You play Kyron Williams, you play David Joku. Both of these guys are massively underpriced for the volume that they are seeing, and you love life.
0: You love life. There you have it, everybody. Make sure you use the optimizer of fantasypros.com slash optimizer. Get your lineups done. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the Betting Pros YouTube channel and, of course, to the podcast wherever you get your pods. That'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on. For Derek Brown, I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids. Thanks for listening to the Betting Pros podcast. If you love the show, the best free way to support us is by leaving a positive review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Follow us on X and TikTok at Betting Pros and Instagram at Betting Pros NFL. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash